Thank the Lord. In your Bibles today, a familiar uh, passage, uh, for, especially for this time of year, just one verse, Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, that we'll read together and uh, again understand that uh, the simple words uh, of this verse can have so much meaning. And I'm thankful for it. Let's read together Luke 2 and verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Amen. And I thank the Lord that we can know the meaning of what this verse entails and uh, how it has significance for the moment and then uh, into our uh, lives and situations and on into eternity. Praise God. What an incredible thing. And I thank the Lord for his word. Praise God. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. Children uh, have uh, often or always been uh, a part of the depiction of Christmas. Uh, they come stumbling out with their staffs and uh, trying to hold their veil up so they could see where they're going and uh, all of these things. I remember um, the story of some children who were supposed to come out in order uh, with letters to, to spell out star. And somehow they got in reverse order and came out spelling a different word. But I want you to, uh, our youth got up here one time. Did you get the spelling? Okay, good. One time our youth got up here and did a uh, depiction. And I want you to guess or figure out, I'm not guess, I want you to figure out what Christmas carol is being depicted by their actions. They acted it out. Okay? You ready? One gave the motion, come. Another held up a head of lettuce. A third pointed at the door. And they all pointed up. What Christmas carol is that? Very good. Very good. You figured it out. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Um, a very good depiction, but I think they felt pretty foolish in uh, displaying that. Brother Mike, were you part of that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so an old, old story. But oh, so powerful, so wonderful, so incredible. Angels are messengers. Uh, they number, well, John said, when he wrote in Revelation, he said he saw 10,000 times 10,000. Where's that master's degree lady? How many, how many angels is that? <laughs> thousands and thousands, he said. Praise God. So, they're all over the place. And they are uh, messengers, and they are ministers, 
to those who are the heirs of salvation. So it's no wonder that in the scripture we read uh, oftentimes of their appearance and um, it, with, with their uh, ubiquitous numbers, you would think they uh, would be more common. And, and, and I suppose if, if our eyes were to be opened to the spiritual realm, uh, we would be astonished. We'd be overwhelmed at how amazing and incredible it really is. But we see every now and then an appearance. And, uh, and sometimes they're uh, around certain circumstances. Uh, for example, Abraham, uh, Hagar, Lot, in, in, in that circle of, of uh, uh, people who were in, involved at that particular time, uh, angelic appearances were there. They continued, uh, Gideon, uh, Samson's mother, uh, and so on. Uh, Jacob saw angels ascending and descending on a ladder, which is figurative. I don't think they need a ladder. I think uh, it was just showing Jacob what uh, happens in the spiritual realm. Daniel saw them and heard them, and um, they strengthened him for revelation of things that were going to happen in the end times. And then at the time of the birth of Jesus, the birth of John, who we call the baptizer, it was a busy time for angels at that time. Zacharias was uh, soon to be a father after uh, the majority of his life and that of his wife going by, and they were childless. But Zacharias was a priest. He was ministering in the temple. It was his responsibility to take care of certain items. I believe it was the incense table. And uh, all of a sudden, an angel appeared, told him that he was going to have a son. His name would be John. And, um, and, and Zacharias, of course, is, is overwhelmed. This, all, all the time that he served in the temple, all the time that he was around these godly aspects and holy things, uh, nothing like this had ever happened. And now, all of a sudden, here's an angelic being telling him, you're going to be a father, your wife is going to be a mother, you're going to name him John. And his response, very human. And uh, very much a, a situation where uh, he is overwhelmed. But uh, uh, being told he's not going to be able to speak for nine months was probably not the best news that he had heard. But the best news was, you're going to have a son. Can you imagine the excitement with which he wrote the note? Because he can't, he can't speak. He's home now uh, with his wife, uh, who is advanced in years and the miracle uh, of the child that they're going to have in their home in nine short months. Can you imagine the excitement with which he wrote the note and, um, and, and the anticipation that they would have? And I, I, I guess the underlying message here, it's so important to receive and believe the promises that God gives you. Uh, it's natural for us to doubt, natural for us to think, how can this be, and how is it going to work out? And, uh, you know, Aaron's situation, uh, we could have uh, just collapsed in doubt and fear and wondering, uh, is this, how is this going to turn out? But thank God we can have confidence in the one who gives the promise and how he can minister uh, his blessing 
and his answers. Praise God. Both uh, Mary and Joseph had angels appear uh, to them. The shepherds heard the message that we read here in Luke 2 and 10. And uh, not only did they hear that announcement, but the praise of angels as they proclaimed peace on earth and goodwill towards men. The wise men being warned to return home in a different way. Praise God. And I like the fact that we can come to the house of the Lord to worship him and to praise him and go home a different way. Not a different route necessarily, not a different uh, a set of streets that we might take to return home, but we can go home a different way in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives knowing God has done a work. God has made a change. God has fulfilled his promise. Praise God. And the angels weren't done yet. Joseph was told to take his family and flee to Egypt where they stayed until the wicked king Herod passed away and it was safe for them to return. But the, the significant thing about those angelic visitations is what they had to say. There was a common theme. There was words that they spoke that were the same to everyone that uh, had their visitation. The appearance of a supernatural being is unnatural. And uh, obviously, it would, it would produce fear. And maybe the circumstances that were around them uh, would uh, engender fear as well. But thank God, fear not was what they had to say. And that actually is the most often spoken command in all of Scripture, fear not. And I'm thankful that it has such significant meaning for us here today. Praise God. I'm thankful how we are able to celebrate uh, the Christmas story, and, uh, and I wonder how many more are we going to celebrate before we're in his presence forever, when the church is caught up to meet him in the air. Praise God. Fear not, because every question that we might have, every circumstance that we might face, I'm thankful that the Lord is able to step in by his power and by his blessing and speak, fear not. That fear not came to Zacharias in the temple as he was burning that incense, and the angel appeared to him standing by the table of incense. He couldn't miss it. It was right there. And the words spoken to him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Amen. Thank God that our prayers are heard. Thank God that the prayers of those who are reaching out to the Lord for strength and help, even though they may know uh, next to nothing about Scripture or about the Christmas story, it seems in our society it's becoming more and more secular, more and more forgetful of what the Bible says and the promises that God has for those who would focus upon Him and reach out to Him. I'm thankful that the hand of the Lord can be there and prayer can be heard and the words fear not can echo in our hearts and in our minds. Joseph uh, dreamed of an angel. He was in a quandary. He didn't know what he was going to do. The woman that he was engaged to is now found with child because of the command of the Lord. And, and uh, it, it, it just seemed so out of this world for the explanation that was given and, and uh, the hopes that he had of building a life with her now is in jeopardy. And he wonders, what am I going to do? What is going to happen? What are people going to say? Fear not, Joseph, thou son of David. Praise God. And I want you to understand 
Th those, are, those are not just words of identity. That's not just words that would, would show who the Joseph is we're talking about. This is all fulfillment of God's word. This is all in keeping with the prophecy that was spoken hundreds of years before. God is able to orchestrate the situations to our benefit. He's able to put things together that seems like they're totally falling apart. But our God can come forth with his power and his glory. That's what the Christmas story means. That's what the hand of God can do. That's what we put our trust in. Fear not. Joseph awoke and obeyed the command to take Mary as his wife. Mary heard those words when the angel appeared to her. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful. That's what we can seek. That's what we can desire. That's what we can look for. I know there are people who are doing, trying to find political favors, trying to advance up the, uh, the corporate ladder, trying to make things work together for them. But, oh, I want the favor of God. I want the Lord to look upon my heart and my life. I want the blessings of God to be there. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. The angel went on to tell her of her giving birth to Jesus and uh, uh, the fact that her cousin Elizabeth was carrying uh, uh, her baby and would be named John and so on. We know uh, the story all fits together. But I like the way Mary responds. I like the way, uh, you know, she, she questions, of course, how can this be? I've not been with a man. I, I don't, uh, how can a virgin give birth? And yet she replies, be it unto me according to thy word. Praise God. That kind of commitment. That kind of surrender, that kind of yielding is what brings the blessing and the glory of God in lives. I know uh, when I was uh, uh, just a, a young Christian, uh, I, I would, uh, or even before I became a Christian, I would bargain with God. You ever bargain with God? Lord, if you do this, I'll do that. Lord, if you provide here, I'll stop this. <laughs> Don't bargain. Just sell out. Just sell out. <laughs> Just give it all to him. Praise God. Don't hold anything back. Give it unto the Lord and say with Mary, be it unto me according to thy word. I want to obey your word. Praise God. The shepherds in the field keeping their sheep, uh, and those sheep were probably designated for sacrifice uh, in Jerusalem. And uh, no doubt those shepherds in the field rarely were in Bethlehem, probably didn't go to the synagogue all that often. And so here they are, uh, perhaps trading uh, scriptures that they memorized when they were young and uh, in training for uh, their uh, religious standing and, and the Jewish community and so on. And then all of a sudden, the brightness of the angelic appearance. In the night sky, no doubt they could recognize different ones. Uh, oh, there's Pleiades, oh, they, and they had different names for them, and so on, Arcturus, all of these aspects that you, you can read about it in, in Job, and so on, and amazes me that they had, uh, they had understanding of those constellations and, and all of that. That was not uh, a recent development. It was there in place, and no doubt as they sat around the campfire, finishing up their meal, making sure the sheep were bedded down, making sure everything's safe and secure, and they would say, oh, look at this, oh, look at that, and now all of a sudden, oh, amazing, amazing. Fear not, fear not. I'm thankful that's the command we could hear as well. And what we can grab a hold of as the promise of the Lord.
fear not. And I know we face situations that seem impossible. I know we're up against uh, things that uh, are, uh, can prove to be pretty drastic. But I trust God is there to be able to minister good tidings and great joy. Praise God. I thank the Lord that the gospel is good news and there's good works that the Lord is able to accomplish in our lives. There's nothing bad, negative, detrimental, disastrous that the Lord is going to bring upon us. But the positive works, the positive results are what the gospel brings because it's based on his word. His word is full of promises, and the promises include punishment as well as good blessing and things coming from the presence of the Lord. We can receive the word, we can react to obtain the promises and avoid the punishment, and we can move into the realm of God's blessings for eternity. I like Isaiah 55 and 11. The Lord assuring us that his word is going to accomplish his purpose and his plan. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Praise God. And I'm thankful that the word of God is that powerful promise, and that word was made flesh. He sent it. He came himself. Praise God. And I'm thankful that we can know that power and that blessing. It's no wonder that joy is, is so much a part uh, of the Christmas story. The prophecies of the Messiah uh, foretold his purpose and his suffering, but the rejoicing that would come when the Messiah made his appearance. Zechariah, for example, Zechariah 9 and 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout. O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Praise God. We know this is fulfillment of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And uh, he's riding on that donkey. And, and, and it's all fulfilled the way the word of God says. And I'm thankful there can be joy when the Lord comes. There can be power and blessing when the Lord uh, enters into your experience and into your life. Thank God for the goodness of the Lord and the blessings that are there. Zacharias was told about John and then made his uh, prophetic announcement at his birth and uh, how thou shalt have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. Oh, thank the Lord. Our God is able to bring those things together because all things are possible with the Lord. Amen. When Mary was told by the angel, your cousin Elizabeth is in the sixth month, she immediately went to visit her and Elizabeth reported, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. A baby feeling joy? That's what the scripture says. Thank God for the power of the Lord. The wise men rejoice with great joy as they arrived in Bethlehem following that star. The shepherds who were very frightened were, uh, heard the angel declare, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. When the shepherds went to Bethlehem, they arrived at the stable. They looked in the manger, that feed box that they had put hay in before for the animals that would be there. They were familiar with the setting, familiar with the surroundings. But oh, what wonder. The babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, just like the angel told them. Praise God. 
And so they left that place glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. You see, you've got to understand that this was fulfillment now of what they'd hoped for, what they'd prayed for, what they'd longed for, what they'd heard about for centuries. The Messiah is going to come. The one who is going to bring glory to Israel is going to come. And now they had the privilege of seeing it with their own eyes. They experienced it for themselves. Thank God that that's what the Lord can bring into our situations as well. We experience his power and his glory for ourselves. You don't have to believe just the words of a preacher saying it's going to get better. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be wonderful. You can step into your own experience and know the infilling of the Spirit of God, speaking in a language you don't understand, the hand of God being so powerful and so wonderful. Praise God. And the waters of baptism we celebrated, Tanya, being in that experience. Thank God that you can experience it as well. Not just water that's wet or water that's cold, sort of warm. Thank God we can know the power of that name of Jesus Christ to remit every sin. Thank God for that power and that blessing and the strengths that we can be there. Because John 16 and 24, the Lord declared to his disciples and to all of us, Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Praise God. I'm thankful that the Lord desires that you experience experience what he desires to have for you. It's to all people. That's what the angel said. Everybody is included. John preached repentance, and, uh, and he was prophesied to have uh, the spirit and the power of Elijah, and that's exactly what he did. He came to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, and the people came to him. The publicans came to him. The soldiers came to him. Uh, really, nobody needed to be left out. That's God's plan. That's God's power. Praise God. And I'm thankful that Jesus, the birth of the Savior Christ the Lord in the city of David, all according to prophecy. Now, Joseph and Mary lived where? Nazareth. How are they going to get to Bethlehem? They weren't told to go to Bethlehem. They were made to go to Bethlehem. Caesar Augustus said, we're going to tax you. <laughs> we complain about taxes. Well, the Lord can take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it to good. So they show up at Bethlehem because God's word is going to be fulfilled. It will accomplish what I've sent it, the Lord said. Praise God. And Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, now fulfilled. Praise God. And he shall save his people from their sins. Peter preached in Acts chapter 3. He preached in chapter 2 as well, but we know in chapter 3 he preached after the lame man was healed. Oh, what incredible changes the power of the name of Jesus Christ can bring. What incredible blessing that he can provide. And, uh, and his preaching goes on into chapter 4, and he quotes scripture about Jesus being uh, rejected by the builders, and, and, but he becomes uh, the head of the corner and so on. And then he makes such a powerful, truthful statement in Acts 4 and 12, where neither is there salvation in any other, 
for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So thank the Lord. We know we can go beyond uh, the stable and the manger scene, go beyond the wise men appearing the star, go beyond the shepherds clanking and banging in there with their staffs, and go beyond the, the initial story and move into the realm where the Lord is still fulfilling his promises. His power is still being magnified and glorified. The hand of the Lord is still being displayed. The good tidings of great joy that the angel announced is still happening to all people. Everyone. Everyone. Praise God. You ever uh, look at a, a word or a phrase in Scripture and you use your device to uh, follow that through uh, the Word of God and, um, and just, just see how... Uh, perhaps how many times, just out of curiosity, how many times that word appears in Scripture, or how often it applies to situations that you're uh, curious about. I did that with everyone. Everyone. And thank God that everyone can experience being born of the water and the Spirit. And what's significant about that is I've never, I, I've seen people in the waters of baptism, uh, you know, just, just kind of be normal. They, they come up out of the water brush their, uh, the water out of their eyes and so on. They reach for the towel, and uh, we're all rejoicing. We're all praising. We're all worshiping. And then I've seen some that uh, it's like an electrical wire got dropped in the water, and they're, they, they just feel power. And then there are others that come up with a smile so big and, and almost eclipses their face. It, it just... They're so thrilled. They're so happy. They're bouncing in the, in the water, just thrilled with the joy of knowing their sins have remitted and the hand of God has been displayed and the blessing of the Lord is there. I've never seen anyone sad that they were born of the water and the Spirit. I've never seen anyone feel, you know, like lamenting, oh, no, this means I'm not going to wake up with a hangover. This means... Uh, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to spend the money that, uh, that I spend on food and clothing for my kids. I'm not going to spend it on drugs anymore. Oh, no. no they, they can backslide. They can, they can mess up again and go down that road again if they want to. The Lord's not going to force them. But thank God we can step into the realm where there's change, powerful change, wonderful change, blessed change. Thank God for the goodness of God that is there. And the hand of the Lord delivers, delivers from addictions, delivers from problems, delivers from pornography, delivers from all the things that would torment men and bring problems and difficulties to them. Thank God for that. Everyone can have that experience. The Bible says the sound for everyone that is born of the Spirit. Little newborns like, like uh, any of our, our little ones here. And, and Jesus was that newborn. Jesus made those kinds of sounds. Jesus cried. Amen. And everyone born of the water and the Spirit is going to make those sounds as well. Thank God. On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God was poured out like the Word of God promised, they heard the sound of a rushing mighty wind. They heard the sound of the languages being spoken, 15 or so of them being mentioned. They proclaimed the wonderful works of God. Conviction came with the preaching of the Word of God. The question was asked, what shall we do? Peter was very clear in his answer, repent and be baptized 
every one of you. Nobody needs to be left out. Praise God. Nobody is excluded. If there's repentance, there's baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What a prophecy. What a promise. What a fulfillment. Praise God. All flesh. The Spirit of God is going to be poured out. Praise God. And that day didn't end. What an exciting day. Because the Bible says they that gladly received the word were baptized. It wasn't they that glumly, is that a word? Glumly received the word. No, they gladly received that word. There was joy. There was rejoicing. There was the thrill of knowing the power of that name. Hallelujah. Thank God. Paul preached in Athens on Mars Hill. There are all the philosophers, all the intelligentsia of the Greek culture and so on are all there. And they even had a monument to unknown God. That's a bit superstitious. But Paul preached Jesus to them. He said that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Praise God. Oh, thank the Lord we can reach out to him and know his power and his blessing because the good tidings, the good news is for everyone. Paul made the assertion very strongly, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Praise God. Ephesians 4 and 7 makes mention of the gift of Christ. I'm thankful that we celebrate the gift of Christ that came at Christmas time. And not only at Christmas time, but all the times that there is someone who could reach out to the Lord. But Ephesians 4 and 7 is so powerful. Unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Praise God. I'm thankful we can receive that gift. And the change. The change that it brings. The change that it provides. 2 Timothy 2 and 19 makes mention of that change. Uh, and and uh, Brother Mitch talked about it and taught about it so good. The changes that come to us as we respond to a holy God. Never, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Amen. Hallelujah. Did the Lord have to go searching down in Salt Lake? Where's Aaron? I wonder where he is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what hospital? No, the Lord knows them that are his. The Lord knew the situation. The Lord had the answer. The Lord was putting it together. Praise God. And everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the blessing of the Lord and the strength that he provides, and the goodness that he brings forth. What gives joy in the Christmas season? We got enough snow. Tell the sled heads to quit praying for snow. We got enough. Huh. Sweets, treats, and feasts. Mmm, I like that. Family and friends. Joy. And, of course, presents. Trying to figure out what, what it is. The wise men presented their gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. For a baby? 
Didn't make sense, did it? But it's symbolic. It's figurative. Gold for a king. Frankincense for a priest. Myrrh for his burial. All pointing to what was going to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Because he would pay the price of salvation. Some suggest it was the sale of those worthy items, those worthy gifts that paid for the trip for Joseph and his family to escape to Egypt until the wicked King Herod had died and his murderous intent was eliminated. Maybe so, but I thank God for the gifts that he continues to give to us, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And the church is open to all people, everyone. Thank God. For by one spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Why drink? Because the Lord said it's going to be a well of living water. There's going to be a river of living water. Praise God. And that's what we drink of, his spirit, his power. And your mouth gives evidence that it's happening. And you speak in a language that you didn't know as the spirit of God gives the utterance. Praise God. I'm thankful that they're so concrete. They're so stable. They're so solid. When we repent, we know we've given our hearts and our lives to the Lord. When we're baptized, we go down dry, we come up wet. There's no doubt you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. When you receive the Spirit, praise God, it's there. It's there. Hallelujah. The evidence is there. Praise God. So that when the devil comes knocking, and you can be sure he's going to come knocking, that little rascal. He's trying to deceive you. He's trying to make you believe. No, it didn't happen. No, it didn't take place. Trying to make you doubt. But thank God, the word of the Lord is solid. Amen. Thank the Lord. And the church is made up of the redeemed. The Bible tells us from every kindred, every tongue, every people, every nation. Oh, my. What a, what a time we're going to have in that heavenly realm. And, and look at this, look at this, Ephesians 5, 27, uh, uh, the church, the church that he paid for, the church that he loves, the church that he desires to be with him. He's going to present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle of the Perkins, but, or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. The Lord makes it that way. The Lord is going to present to himself, praise God, that church. What a present. Mm. And we can be a part of it. We can be a part. John writes about the sound of, of a great multitude, of a, a voice of many waters, a voice of mighty thunderings. Oh, my. What that must have been like. What an experience that he must have had. And the praise and the worship that was going up to the Lord at that time. And how he heard the angelic voice say, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. Praise God. 
and we enter into that realm of glory and blessing. Hallelujah. As he presents to himself that glorious church. Now, Jesus is the greatest gift, the greatest present. We, we, we read that, that passage in Ephesians, the gift of Christ. I'm thankful that God so loved the world that he gave. Praise God. And there's a word you can follow through on your device. Give, gave, giving, gift. So much of what the Lord desires to give. Jesus said, you earthly fathers, you know how to give good gifts. And the earthly fathers are scurrying around at this time of the year, trying to stretch the budget, trying to find exactly what they think their child would be uh, thrilled with. And, and, uh, and it doesn't have to be uh, anything uh, great and, and, and expensive because your presence is the present that means the most. And thank God for that blessing. But he said, you know how to give good gifts. And uh, then he makes some comparisons about, you know, a scorpion and eggs and bread and stone and so on. And, uh, and then he says, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Oh, I'm thankful that there's incredible gifts. The Bible calls it unspeakable gift. And, and it's undescribable. There, there's no way you could write it out or you could proclaim, exclaim all that it is. It, it, it's amazing. You, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Praise God. Because his presence is a present that's going to be ever present. <laughs> Play around with words here. But it's true. His presence. Praise God. And we can rejoice in good tidings of great joy. Amen. Stand with me. The meal is waiting. The fellowship is going to be awesome. But I, I want us to spend just a few more minutes in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Because it means so much. It's so powerful. It's so wonderful. Amen. And that blessing of the Lord it is in, uh, how, how undescribable. It, it's unspeakable. And I'm thankful that we can know it and that be blessed in it and be strengthened in it. Amen. And, uh, and, and just let it, let it flow again and let it happen again. Let the blessings of the Lord come again. Go ahead and come forward as, as we usually do. Thank the Lord that um, it's a privilege, it's an opportunity, it's a reality that we come to worship him, we come to adore him, we come to lift him up. Praise God. And he doesn't reject it. He doesn't say, no, you're not qualified. No, you, you don't fit. No, you're, you're not a part. No, you, you're not allowed. The Lord doesn't do that. He receives your worship and your praise. He receives what you present to him of yourself and your heart. And then he says, watch what I could do. Let me show you how I can change it. 
let me give you the joy and the comfort and the blessing that I want to impart to you. Praise God. Praise God. That makes me want to praise him. That makes me want to exalt him. Praise God. Makes me want to rejoice because the rest of the story from his birth to his life to his teaching, his miracles, and then his sacrifice. But it doesn't end at the sacrifice. His resurrection. His power. His victory over death. His life that is eternal. Praise God. Oh my. How amazing. Let's worship him together here for a few minutes now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and lift your voice in praise and worship. Go ahead and give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.